Welcome to the Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way podcast. I'm Robin Crane, and I was a financial advisor for over a decade. But before that, I was a singer-songwriter. And now, even as a mom of three with a teenager, toddler, and a baby, I run a seven-figure business helping women in financial services grow their businesses and make a bigger impact. In this podcast, I'll bring you financial advisors, industry influencers, and highly successful entrepreneurs to give you innovative strategies designed for women. So get ready to learn how to get in front of the right people, get more ideal clients, and be able to grow your ideal business so you can live your ideal life. Welcome to Growing Your Financial Business the Woman's Way. This is Robin Crane. I'm here with Heather Benningay. Did I say that right? You did. Yes. This is hilarious because we've known each other now almost about two two years or is that one year? I can't even do that. One year. One year. Gosh, since we started, yeah, in the pandemic um, and right after it kind of started, we started working together and I've been pronouncing your name, Benanga, for like a year. And now you're, I'm like, just before we jump on this podcast, it's Benanga. Okay, that sounds cooler than Benanga. <laughs> um, so Heather has been in the industry for seven years and I brought her on because she's kind of like, I don't know, can we say your financial advisor next door? You know, kind of like you're like, it's, you've been in the industry for quite some time, but not for 20, 30 years. Um, your story, I think, is really interesting because in 2019, you, your income was only $20,000. And 2020, with the changes that we made in working together, and because you're so dang coachable and you do everything, I was I was afraid to swear there, but um, darn coachable, you do everything I tell you to do. Like and and beyond that, like you expand on it, and you're so amazing that you were able to in 2020 do a hundred thousand um, dollars. Your income was a hundred thousand dollars take home, um, which is incredible, especially because you said really the work started halfway through the year and, and during a pandemic. So what we really want to talk about today is how to attract the right prospect um, because that's one of the things that Heather has really honed in on. And that's one of the things that we've really worked to do. And she's done a phenomenal job. And I'll just mention this one last thing about you, Heather, before we jump in is that your gross revenue, you said um, in 2019 shows how how much expenses are there if they do the math, but was $80,000. And last month, your gross revenue was $80,000. So Boom. It's not only just 2020, but this year is looking really, really amazing and you're just killing it. So welcome to the show. Thanks. Yeah, it's good to be here. So so tell us how you even got into financial planning or became a financial advisor and how you even ended up where you are today. Yeah. So I um, ran long-term care facilities for about 17 years and I was uh, in corporate, climbing the corporate ladder. I enjoyed what I did. Um, but it was a lot. It was pretty crazy. Um, and one day I came home, my husband said we should uh, do something different. And he wants to move back and take over the family farm. So we left Kansas and moved back to South Dakota. And I got to reinvent myself at that point and decide what I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to build a business for myself. I had been building businesses for corporate and I, I wanted to do something for myself. Um, I got connected um with the company, uh, a captive company, and I joined uh, Thrivent and uh, became a financial advisor there. So, awesome. So, so tell us kind of let's let's bring you to 2019, um, and then instead of starting from the beginning, because we all know like the beginning is you, you can have some. I mean, you have to kind of go friends and family, and you do all that, which is it's just really tough. And I think it, it's also effective sometimes at the beginning. I mean, a little mm-hmm. bit. As you're using some warm, you know, you're using your warm market and people love you and you're, yep. you're, you have a lot of credibility from your past, even having mm-hmm. like experienced long-term care. 
But what happened in 2019 where you didn't have success? Like, what do you think was not working that you weren't able to attract the right prospect? prospect? No, it was crazy because I was working really hard. It wasn't that I wasn't putting the hours in. I think um, what resonated with me and what I heard, you know, from you when I was kind of trying to seek out some coaching was, you know, the old ways don't necessarily work. And I think women advisors are different, um, which is a good thing. Um, I think our approaches need to be different. I think what clients want and expect and need changes as we all um, have more information readily available to us. People are more um, into exactly what they need and, and have more resources. And so um, I knew I needed a different way of a- approaching things. The old way um, wasn't working, the cold calling, the calling lists. Um, I was doing some workshops, which I was enjoying greatly. Um, but I, I definitely um, wasn't getting um, the response I wanted from that, even the conversion. So, yeah. Okay. Got it. So you were working hard and, and it's, I did the same thing, you know, when I was an advisor, like I did what they told me to do. I did a lot of activity. I worked really hard and and it will work eventually. Like there's, there are advisors that did kind of the old traditional thing, um, you know, for 20, 30 years and they're, they're killing it. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. even new- figures now because it's a recurring revenue industry. It's a great model, but those first five to 10 years, even if it's not just sticking and just getting like, all of a sudden you get all these referrals, referral after referral, um, then it, it's, it's hard because you just do those same things that don't really work efficiently. So, so tell them how did you start? Like, what did you change in 2020, especially, or actually before you jump into that, tell me a little bit more like I don't want to say rock bottom because I don't think you ever hit rock bottom, but like what made you get to a point where you're like, I need to do something differently and I need to look for outside help. I'm not maybe necessarily getting it within the broker dealer amount, even though, you know, they're trying tremendously, but how how did you get to that point where you were willing to do something different and even, even invest in yourself? Because I know that was a big conversation we had. It was huge. (laughs) It was huge. You know, I obviously had conversations with leadership and, and, and people and I, you know, I, I was always seen as a good advisor within the company. I always blew past minimums and I um, always, almost always made conference. I mean, I was, I was hitting the marks. Um, so when I would go to them, they would be surprised that I was, um, I remember having a conversation saying, I'm almost out of here. Like I'm almost done. And um, if things don't change up, something's, you know, something's got to change. And I just, I feel like I, you know, I'm responsible for my own actions and my own outcome. And I think, um, I've always really believed that my uh, what I get paid is my report card for if I'm helping people or not, right? And I felt like I'm failing, you know, this is not working. And so I just remember being there and I'm like, okay, well, this is, you, you do it or you don't. Like you're either all in or you're you're going down the road and find something else to do because you, I had always been successful in my life um, financially. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to linger here in this agony. And I've always felt like I, could be a really good financial advisor. Even in the times then I thought, you know, gosh, I just, I'm just not connecting the dots. Like it, it just, it's just not quite moving forward like it should. And I think hindsight, looking back, it was a total mental game. Um, I think that I, you say borrow my beliefs and that's totally what I do, right? Like I needed somebody just to say, do this. Um, and, and you're going to be amazing at this and, and just take these steps. And I um, spent a lot of the beginning of um, COVID just sitting and watching all your trainings, all your videos. And it was a gift to me to have that time um, and just learning good, you know, sales techniques. And I know we call them sales techniques, but really it's just getting to 
what people want and need. Like, how can I help you? Like, what do you, what keeps you up at night and, and what things do you really want and need? Um, that's so key. And when you start doing that instead of the old way, um, you get excited too, right? Like I want work to be fun. And, and as an advisor that can really get to what people really need and be able to connect them to that. Um, that's huge. So. Awesome. So let's give them like kind of this, the, the one, two, three. So one, two, three is it to attract the right prospect. What's, what would you say is number one? I'm testing you on my stuff. <laughs> you really have to get to who you want to help. Cause that's what it's about. Like, who do I want to help and who do I relate to? You know, and I work with farm families, um, farm wives, a lot of times are the drivers of succession planning. And that is a big bulk of my business um, and getting to, um, you know, how do I help them? So the first step is who, who are you, who do you really want to connect with and how can you help them? And um, there, yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah, so I, that's my first step. So yeah, let me, let me chime in on that. Sorry. I was, I, yeah. I wasn't, you're done. So, so the who, I think what happens with a lot of people is identifying uh, it's usually talked about as identify your target market or, you know, people say, we all know everyone says the riches are in the niches, or I think that's part yeah. of, you know, um, maybe uh, think, think and grow rich. Like the riches are in the sure. niches, which is true, which is true, but it's extremely overwhelming for people. And to try to yeah. like, think about target targeting your marketing, which I think is kind of a crazy concept as well, because I think a lot of advisors aren't doing much marketing. I mean, they're going networking and there's a lot of activity, but how yeah. do you, you were saying networking, for example, how do you target that marketing, right? And, and it's totally doable, but it feels overwhelming. And so um, one of the things I, I want to share with the audience and that I shared with you, you your situation was a little bit different because you already knew you loved working with farm families and you have this connection. Your husband is, is a farmer. You are a farmer's wife, you know, so that was sometimes the best target market, if you will, quote unquote, is, is you or, yeah. or something close to you. So that was mm-hmm. nice. I, I think most people, if they really start to think about it, there probably is that low hanging fruit. Like, Hey, do I want to, I, I like to use the word cloning, you know, as you know, but uh, like if you were to clone one person, you can only clone that person 10 or 20 times. Like, would you be able to reach your revenue goals? And instead of making it complex, like I'm planting my flag and this is now my niche or I'm planting my flag mm-hmm. and this is now my target market. What if we just take one person and clone them and we could, and, and the way you do that is just picking like don't try to i'm not telling you heather but those of you listening like don't try to don't overcomplicate this women especially we overcomplicate things like on the way to cloning your like as you're cloning this person and if you're on the way to getting 10 or 20 of the, the this this one person 10 or 20 times you'll get other clients that aren't mm-hmm. that person and that's okay i'm not saying you have yeah. to say no to those people but on the path to to getting those 10 or 20 ideal clients through this cloning idea, just thinking about one person and, and trying to duplicate, replicate that that type of person, you'll get other clients and that's fine. Yeah. And you get more revenue. But just the focus now to target where you're putting attention to get those people is towards that one person you want to attract. So you kind of knew farm families, but what before we go to step two, what was your fear around that? Because even though that was very close to you, did you have any fears come up? Like, oh no, now people are going to think I only work with farm families. I'm right. business. Like what came up for you? Because I think that's very, very common that once I start to even clone my ideal client, then I'm going to start having to say no to people or it's going to, it's actually going to, you know, minimize my opportunities instead of maximize them. 
Right. Oh yeah. And even today I'll catch myself once in a while, you know, not being all in with that. And I get it. Like, you know, a lot of the general marketing out there um, within our industry gets pretty diluted down, right? They kind of, it's not really niched and specific. And so, you know, that was obviously a concern. And I, um, I totally agree that, you know, I found out who I really want to work with and like working with, but um, a lot of other things have come along with it. You know, yeah, I, I definitely look to work with farm wives and, and farmers and farm families. But with that, I have gotten really good at working with people that have plum, plumbing companies and electricians and, and, you know, all of those, it's the same kind of um, process. They have a lot of the same needs in regards to planning um, and running their businesses. And so um, that's, it's opened the, the door that way. And, and, and people know that they relate to that, you know, and I still have a lot of just general retirement planning that I do. Um, but getting really good at, at helping farm families has made me very good at even all the tools and processes and systems that I needed to get good at. So. And yeah. what happens is you starting to use language that starts to identify yeah. who that person is actually makes you more credible, even to the plumbers, because yeah. just like everybody else, I work with retirees or, you know, anyone who has millions and millions of dollars, you're working. It sounds more mission-based. It sounds more, you know, more, more heart driven. Right. Um, so give, give them, let's say just if we were to break it into step and I didn't prepare you for this here, but step two, what would you say is step two? Oh so my had, gosh, this is a test, Robin. <laughs> let's, let's just, I mean, I can help you out. Cause this is kind of <laughs> my instant expert system. I'm not trying to test you, but I'm just trying to give you some takeaway. So I, I talk about the instant expert system as actually four steps. So we'll just use mine. So I don't put you on. Oh, perfect. Um, sorry, I, you say it, I'm going to be like, oh yeah, that's totally what I did. <laughs> it's hard to identify. Okay. So number one is who, who do you attract? And then two is, well, why do you, why do they care? Which is the messaging, right? So it's like, what yeah. are you saying to get them to, cause we're trying to attract them. So what have you noticed with the language? And I kind of started alluding, alluding to that a second ago, but what have you noticed with the way that you're talking about right. farmers or how you talk about what you do? How has that changed? And what is it that you say that ha- attracts those people? You know, and I think working through your process and your system, that was one of the first things I, I did. I mean, I knew who I wanted to serve real early on. You and I spent some time together working on, we call it an audio logo, but it's, you know, a lot of times other people will call it your elevator talk, whatever it is, but getting really clear on really good language that makes sense to them, you know, and not like canned stuff. And so, you know, and I help farm families pass the family farm on, not overpay the government and taxes and maintain family harmony. That's what I do. And so that comes through everywhere. And I, and I, you know, we all work in this industry. We know things have to go through compliance. I get the language through compliance and then I just have it. And I can just use that um, over and over again. And um, it's, it resonates with my clients um, and it, and it resonates with what I do. So yeah, that's huge. Just getting, and it's not, we can't just use the cookie cutter, same stuff because that's not what people expect and need. So yeah. And we talked a little bit about this before we started recording, but I think one of the big differences that you said before was that it's not actually about you. It's all about them. And I yeah. think the big, big differences, and even with sales, like, you know, like, oh, sales seems so bad. I don't want to be salesy. Like, I don't want to be salesy either. But uh, if we want to attract the person, we need to speak in their language, but there are yeah. two main things we need to talk about. And that's problems and results. Those two things are problems and results. So when you talk about what we call the audio logo, the audio logo is just basically who is that person? 
what what challenges do they have or these you know here with the, with these challenges and here are the results they get so you know it's it's hard to remember exactly what you said but i know they're farm families i know that some of the challenges are overpaying in taxes and and, uh, and passing on the farm and i know some of the result there is going to be obviously passing on the farm and also that having that harmony with the family so really? that's even, huge yeah. yeah even hearing that once like i'm it's very memorable because like anyone and not everyone's going to remember all those details and i've worked with you for a while but but to remember like, oh, she works with someone specific. She's not just like, oh, what do you do? I'm a financial advisor. Okay. There's nothing that differentiates you there, except that, you know, maybe the fact that you're a woman, since they're not that many, but still like, there's really nothing that, that truly differentiates. Oh, you do holistic financial planning. Wow. Holistic financial planning. Sign me up right now. But instead, you have something that makes you stand out. This is why it's called the instant expert system, because you stand out as an expert. You stand out as an expert when you identify the person you're talking to. And then you talk to them by using messaging to actually attract that right person. And sometimes like we have, I know you've attended the the appointment generator challenge, the tag challenge. And that because messaging is sometimes hard to come up with because some of you listening, you might be like, oh, my gosh, I don't know the problems yet. I don't know what they want and I don't know how to use that in a way that's going to be compelling, which is why in the tag challenge, uh, we actually use a hook and you can use messaging could be a hook. Like and so there's a lot of different ways you can hook them, but we use a specific hook in, in the appointment generated challenge. And those of you listening, you can go to uh try to find the next one. It's going to be femalefinancialadvisors.com. You can check it out. I know Heather loved it um, and has been using that stuff for the last year. But you can, you you just being able to hook them is huge because that's how you can attract them. But you cannot attract them without knowing the who. You cannot attract them without having some sort of messaging that's going to be compelling or that's going to hook them. And then um, the, the last things I'll just give quickly because I want you to talk more, Heather. But the, the, third, the third step is where do you find them? And I want people to be able to find them online because mm-hmm. this is like... If you want an endless supply of prospects or leads, like you need to be able to find them where they are and where they are, especially during the pandemic was, uh, was online, right? So finding where to find them and then what to drive them to next. And that basically is sales, right? It's like, what is the next step? What's the call to action? So um, tell us a little bit about like, just uh, maybe a story about like where you felt like you were able to, by using that system, you were able to get a client that maybe you wouldn't have gotten before um, that you really feel like, again, it's not about you and you making more money. It's about you helping more people, but where you can say, oh gosh, this family. And because I, you know, stuck my foot out or I, I, I put myself out there, I was able to, and in this way, I was able to attract these, the, this family and also help them and look at their lives now. Like, and I know it's only been a year, but can you, can you give us an example of that? That will help just like lock it in. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's all sorts of examples. And I think when I think of sales, you know, I, I feel obligated to be able to help people, right? Like that's why we're all here on earth is to be able to help other people. And so I don't, necessarily think of it as sales. I think of it as good communication. So I have an obligation to be really good at communicating how I help people and what I can do for them and help them get clear on what they need. And so um, through the process, I think that that's what I have gotten really good at. So um, I mean, I could, I could come up with a hundred, hundred things, but hundred stories over, over the last year. But I, you know, I think of one the other day, a gentleman um, came in, it was a dad and his son. And so dad's in his eighties and son is, you know, in his sixties. And they haven't, they haven't done any planning and, um, and it, it's, it's hard that son doesn't know what to say to dad and dad doesn't know really what to do. And, you know, we just had a short conversation about, you know, how I can kind of help. And dad was kind of 
going one direction. I said, we got to back up and get this done. And it wasn't even able to really get through some of the basic things that need to be done yet. And so um, we had a short conversation, got our next steps um, in, in place. And um, the son was so grateful at the end, you know, just shook my hand and said, wow, thank you. You know, and so um, it's good when you can help people, but that's, it's the family communication and just that lack of planning that, that happens. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think just kind of reminds me like just the difference between fact finding and then yeah sales conversation, which is really not to sell them. It's really just to help them. And if you just yeah. take sell and replace it with help, then you truly will be able to have everything you want and give everything it, give others everything they want, but yeah. being able to ask them questions. And, and, and I know, cause I know the process that you're using, but like, it's, it's about really understanding what they want, understanding what's holding them back and understanding how to get them there in the most efficient and effective way. It's not about how much money they have in their savings account or their their 401k or the, you know, 529 or, I mean, at this stage, 80 and 60 is probably not the, the conversation, but still like, that's not the the most important part of the conversation. That's yeah. almost like, you know, almost irrelevant until you're really getting to the planning yeah. stage, but um, it's human, human, human. Like uh, um, I, I learned from one of my mentors, you know, when I was talking about marketing and he said, it's not B to B, it's not B to C, it's right. it's H to H, human to human. And I think yeah. it's, it's about the attracting side is human to human. Like I need to talk like a human being to the person in their language. And I need to know who that person is so I can use their language instead of mine, like 401k or rollover or this or that. Right. And that will attract that person. And then the the ongoing conversation, like of how do you drive them to get what they want is really understanding, like you said, their needs and, and their wants and their desires and just being kind of like a therapist or like a detective to just figure that out to get them to, to be able to do that. And you'll get like so, so many people so, so grateful for that. And um, I know you're doing such amazing things in the world and helping so many people. So I'm grateful that I've had the opportunity to work with you and to see um, see so you do this. And also you've been yeah. so generous to, to share with my community and share back about all this success because it's sometimes as much as we all want to hit big numbers and be the top producer, like celebrating as a woman, like when you're actually starting to really make good money, it's, it's, I hate to say it's frowned upon. It's not frowned upon, but we women tend to belittle ourselves or not want to talk about it. It's like, we mm-hmm. want all this thing. Finally want to get to hundred grand, finally want to get to a million dollars. And then you get there and you're like, Oh, okay. I don't want to tell anyone because I don't want them to judge me because I don't want it to all be about money and all this stuff. And you're going public to say, Hey, no, actually I'm proud of it. And you're, if that means I'm helping more people and that's awesome. And, and can you just share with them last little tidbit about um, just because you've stretched so far out, outside your comfort zone, just to remember the conversation about like joining my program and how you were just like, I don't even know if I'm going to stay in the industry. Just <laughs> was there and like how just taking that leap of faith and, and investing in yourself. And I'm not saying for, for my sake, but investing in you has gotten to you to be able to grow your business and help more people. Oh yeah. I was super nervous about it. And I didn't know if I was going to stay. So I made a clause in the contract that I could get out if I wanted to. And then, um, I was good at, I didn't tell my husband. Right. And I thought, Oh, I could just see it playing out in tax time. Like that. I would have this for this coaching and that, and they would be like, what was that? You know, but, um, cause we don't really talk about things till we sit down with that accountant. I don't know if any other marriages are that way yeah. with our businesses. And, uh, it, but by the time we got to the end of the year, it was so amazing that it didn't, you know, didn't matter. It was a whole different conversation with the accountant that year for taxes compared to what had been the year before. So it wasn't even noticed. Now we got to pay more in taxes because you made so much money. Heather. Yeah. 
Yeah. Good thing I had that right off, right? That's funny. Yeah, I always say, don't worry. The spouses, they'll love me. They end up loving yeah. me. Like it's always a little bit scary, but then in the end, um, you know, let's it just is. get you huge results. So I'm yeah. proud of you. Um, thank you for sharing. Um, those of you, if anyone here is, is, um, you work at Thrivent, you guys are in Thrivent, um, connect with Heather. She does a lot of joint work. And this is something that's such a, a valuable thing that, that Heather has. It's very, very unique within this target. And she does a lot of seminars. Actually, touch upon the seminars real quick. And just anyone who's at Thrivent that might want to get get connected with you. Yeah, Heather. I um, I do a farm succession planning workshop. It's got a different title now. We changed it up a little bit this year, which we're excited about. But it was amazing to um, pivot from face-to-face into the virtual world. And, uh, you know, it was a forced pivot and it took me a little while to make it happen, but we really honed in on it with Robin's help too, man. Like we go through every step of the process and, and how we can um, make sure we have a, a good ending to our workshop to get people to the next step. I mean, I think that was one of the things. Another thing is, you know, I'm the quarterback of the team um, when it comes to helping farm families with succession planning. And I talk about that. I think they, a lot of times think they just need to go straight to an attorney and really they need a quarterback. They need a really good financial advisor to help them through the process. And so um, that's what I do. And I love partnering with other advisors. Um, and even if you're not with Thrive, and if you just want to connect with me and have a conversation, I'm totally open to that. Um, there's so such a need out there um, to help farm families. And again, yep, I had 500 households on workshops a couple months ago, which was absolutely crazy. But with the virtual world, it worked out great. And um, I've got my my summer schedule set for workshops, and uh, then we'll we'll do the next one after that. So yeah, awesome. Where's the best way to find? How do how do they connect with you? Facebook is good. Heather Veninge Whipple. Just look me up on there. That's probably the best. So all right, hit her up on Facebook. All right, thank you so much, and thank you. Thanks, Robin. Thanks for your help. Okay, bye bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.